Hey everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Welcome to the Outstanding Life Podcast here on nrmstreamcast.com. I am fired up, I am inspired, I am motivated. Why? Because we have Riley Anglin, otherwise known as Rowdy, in the house, as well as motivational speaker Joshua Spears. And I think that we have Rowdy still on the line. Is that correct? Yes, you do. I am still here. Man, I tell you what, man, that, that first 25 minutes went fast. If yeah. you missed the first show, you got to go back and see it. I don't know what episode it is, but it went by super fast. There was a lot of great stuff on there. There was a lot of inspiration on there, a lot of motivation. And and listen, man, you know, Riley is going to get himself a lawnmower that goes 85 miles per hour. Okay? He's on his way. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I've got the trailer, so we had to go through Nashville downtown, and you know, despite the you know quarantine and and social distancing efforts that's happened, uh, traffic is just inevitably inevitably going to pick right back up in the downtown Nashville area. So I was hoping to get home to be able to get on video so you could see my beautiful face. Well, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. I'm going to stick on the line here. Well, you know what? Here, here's the thing, Rowdy, is uh, we have Angel and David back in the studios here, and they every, every time you talk, they put a picture of you up online so everybody can see that beautiful mug of yours, that beautiful heart oh, of so- yours. So, hey, listen, you know, me and Joshua, we're, we're talking here at break, and, and um, I know I kicked it off last mm-hmm. time. Joshua, you're a great storyteller. Sure. Rowdy, I, I know you're a great storyteller, but we're going to let Joshua kick things off and then we're, we're we're just gonna, sure. We're we're just gonna do it, man. Sure. We're gonna inspire some Lightning people. Round. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing is, Rowdy mentioned the quarantine and everything that's going on in our country, and there's a lot of uh, fear yeah. out there right now. There's a lot of fear, and there's a lot of unknown. Um, and a lot of us face those seasons of our life that aren't just going through this. It's normal getting out of high school, getting out of college, getting married, being a parent for the first time. Those are moments of fear. And I always like to think of animals. There's all these amazing animal things. Like, for example, a, a, a mother eagle. Yeah. You know, when a mother eagle is getting ready to have her babies, she, she takes her, her when she, right before she lays her eggs, she builds a nest really high up in a tree or in a cliff where no predator can get to it. Right. She lays the eggs there and, 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 and then they hatch. And the, the mother eagle feeds them and feeds them and feeds them. And after a while, though, the mother starts to realize that these eagles are eventually going to have to get out of the nest. Right. And so what she does is she takes the inside of the nest and she turns the sticks to make it very uncomfortable, increasingly more and more uncomfortable for these baby eagles. But oftentimes what happens is they still won't leave the nest. So what she does is she takes them and she puts them up on the edge of, of the nest and she nudges them with her beak. Imagine what that baby eagle must feel looking at that blue sky. All they've known right. is that nest. Right. But then after a while, they, they still sometimes don't leave. So what she does is she takes them in her talon and she takes them as far as the eye can see up and she drops them. Wow. And then during that process of falling completely out of control, that baby eagle starts to realize that it has the ability to fly. It has wings that it didn't know that it had. It has purpose that it didn't know that it had. Right. And, but it does not, the, the, the baby eagle's purpose was the same in the nest as it is outside of the nest, but it was not revealed to that baby eagle yep. until it went through that fall. And the thing is for all of us is whether it's whatever we're going through, your listeners, there's going to be a whole handful of different things. Yep. Th- that experience of being out of control 
uh, not understanding everything, a lot of times that's where we find our deepest purpose. Yeah. yeah you know, and I know that I've, I talked to Rowdy about this and, and Joshua, I know that um, you're a person that I, you know, I talk to a mm-hmm. lot during the week. And this is a, t- a really weird time, a really tough time. Sure. And um, But this is a time that I had to find out um, and put key people into my life mm-hmm. and realize that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I'm not alone during sure. this. Sure. That we are all, especially as men and sure. with our egos and stuff like that, that that we're that it's okay to have these feelings and you're not the only one right. that is literally falling from the sky right. and realizing that you have wings. I'm just realizing I hope that I have wings soon. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is is with the egos, though, is the mother does follow them down. Right. And she will catch them and take them back up. Right, yeah. And but she keeps doing it over and over right, again, right? Until they figure it out. And, that, and yeah. that's the thing. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. Right? Yeah. We, we just absolute chaos businesses or whatever they are yeah and and, and it, it, it is what it is but it, there is something in knowing that we're we're not alone and that's one of the things that you know as we go through you know Roddy earlier was talking about the music in our DNA yeah and you were talking about all these different things and the connection with that boy had with the baseball yeah you know uh, our ability to connect with other people is what separates us yeah. from the rest of the planet yeah. and our ability to connect with people in a good possible possible meaningful way is the difference between being happy and miserable. Right. So going through this season, I have found that I've been able to connect with a lot more people on deeper levels yeah. because I needed to. Right. And I'm just fortunate that, that I've had that. And that's where, you know, a lot of people out there have probably found the same thing. But when that ability to connect with others, you know, and that's what you're saying is when I'm not when I find out I'm not alone, then I don't look at myself like the example about the watch earlier. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm worthless. It just means that things are a little crazy right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Rowdy, where, where, where's your mind at right now? What are you, what are you thinking about? Because I, 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 I know I can't see you, but I know that your head is spinning right now and wanting to say something. Well, I'm, I, I love this so much here, and Josh, uh, your that was a great about as far as the purpose of the eagle and. I mean, you sometimes you don't know your purpose until you're falling like you know at a high rate of speed towards the ground, you know, <laughs> and then you and then you rise to the occasion. Um, it's interesting as humans how how well we can adapt and overcome and triumph and truly like tackle some of life's strangest and most difficult tasks, and then and then do it with such, uh, so, you know, hopefully and and. Most of the time, we do it with such coy and class that it that it affects us, and the circumstances and consequences are good. You know, consequences are a result; they don't have to always be bad. Um, there's there's good consequences, and I see like you know the also like you have you find your identity within your purpose sometimes, and mm-hmm. some people really work off of affirmation, and then some people don't have the luxury of that, and they feel. They have to muster up the, you know, the the, the energy and, and the drive to fulfill whatever they have to do, the task at hand from inside. But we're equipped with that ability where, you know, most of the world, most of the earth is running off of instinct and what's sort of built in, you know, like programmed inside where we have the inherent ability to make choices. And we have the ability to either get caught in a, and a routine, a habit of making like not so good choices or good choices. But either way, at the end of the day, 
We are a result of our choices. We are a result of the environment we keep. The average of, of our people, the average of people and the average environment we keep is what we turn into. We're a medium. We're a, right down the middle of what we surround ourselves with and what we talk about, what we what we eat, what we drink. Like It's just we have the ability to monitor that and be wise about that and to adjust that if we need to, like a car on the track. That's right. If it's too loose, you come back in for for a little bit of an adjustment and, and a little bit of an air pressure change, you know, and you get it to where your core, where the, the ballast is centered as best as it can, and it keeps your feet on the ground. Um, I love the idea of finding purpose within the most, uh, you know, stressful points of life. But you know what? Come to find out that stress, stress is a choice. Stress is actually a choice. You can choose joy, and you can discipline yourself, your nature, and your mind to where you create a routine of no matter what, things are going to be okay. You know what? I've broken down so many times on the side of the road being out on tour. I have had so many moments where I've been you know, out of money or so many moments where I've not had any ability to take care of something. Uh, in a quick fashion and then something is delayed or I miss out on an opportunity. But I've also learned that at no time am I wanting that to be the consistency. I'm going to work to change the outcome of my circumstances and choosing joy and choosing a disciplined mind to always like not let the inevitable always be stressed. I've always tell my wife this and, and it's not, it's not always accepted the easiest, but I'm always trying to, to point out that when you try to change that which is inevitable, the outcome of something, when you try to change that which is absolutely inevitable to happen, that's where stress starts to breed and that's where it grows because you have to prepare for things. You prepare yourself, your mind, your heart, your family, your, your finances, your home. You, you prepare yourself for things. And when you meet those circumstances that are always somewhat painful or stressful, you learn how to monitor and adjust your sights and adjust things to where that stress, in, in, in hindsight, soon fade, starts to fade away. And then you start to have more joy and happiness showing up, even in the moments that may be inclined to you know, choose stress. You find yourself being like, you know what? Even though this is happening, I'm okay. Everything is, is actually fine. And that eagle falling out of the, you know, the, the, the mother taking the eagle all the way up as high as it can go, that for the first time, that baby is freaking out going, what in the world are you doing? Like, you you birthed me to drop me from, <laughs> from so many thousand feet up. But then it realizes, hey, I got wings. And if it doesn't realize it the first time, you know, mom's there to, to, to catch it. But I'm sure it's not so comfortable having those, three-inch talons sink into the, the back of your neck, and, and, and then it learns, like, twice that, okay, I don't like falling, and I don't like my mom's talons, you know, and then it's, it's, it's calculating, like, what it needs to do, and then it's, and it's monitoring the example that's given. Before the break, I'd mentioned something about finding purpose and inherently, like, something showing up in you that, like, has showed up in your, your ancestors or your great-grandparents, you know, that they might have done the same thing. My dad was a mechanic. Um, I lost him, unfortunately, at the beginning of this year. But some of the best things that I learned from my dad, I see happen out of me. I'm a drum tech for my buddy Aaron Gillespie, and 
when I'm working on his snare drum on my tabletop on tour, I see myself doing certain movements, taking a lug out, taking a screw out, or adjusting something, and it takes me. To, it makes my hands look like my father's hands working on an alternator on his vice on his desk, and and I, I see these same movements and these same patterns, but I share the same DNA. I share the same you know skin that he had, and and, and I'm gonna. Of course, I'm gonna have these kind of same movements, but. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the core of, of the values and the principles that I was able to carry on from him. And, you know, there, there's, there's a, where I live in Greenbrier, Tennessee, there's a family known as the Nelson family. And it's a quick, I, I, there's a long story I could go with this, but I'm going to just kind of shorten it up. And I was able to share this with, um, uh, with, with Johnny the other day, but these boys, showed up in Greenbrier and there's a historical marker on the side of the road that said Charles Nelson Greenbrier Distillery. And they said, Hey, that's our name. Like what, what the, what's that about dad? And he said, Oh, well, your, your grandpa used to be an old moonshiner and uh, they, you know, they had to shut it down for prohibition, but um, yeah, that's what that's about. And he, and he said, we'll go by the butcher shop. He knows a little bit more history about it. And they stopped by the butcher shop and the, and the guy at the butcher shop said, yeah, he your 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 granddaddy was known worldwide for some of the best whiskey that was ever made, and they were like, "Wait, we thought he was just a moonshiner." He said, "No, no, no. The story goes much deeper than that." And they went to the city hall. He said, "Go down there. I think they actually got some history down there for you guys." So to back it up a little bit, in in the late 1800s, Charles Nelson started Greenbrier Distillery. He came over from Europe with his family. Dad sold everything. Mother mother died of the plague over in Europe. They sold off everything and made it into gold bars. Charles' dad made a suit where it could fit all the gold bars in it, and they got out on the ocean in a boat coming over to America, and they hit a boat, sunk the boat. Well, naturally, all that gold in that jacket sunk his father straight to the bottom of the ocean as well. So Charles had to pretty much raise his family and be the dad and learn all these different trades and he what it was like to run up the front and how to hand, hand make things. And he learned from some of the best distillers in Indiana and Kentucky, which we know is some of the best whiskey in the world, um, <laughs> bourbon whiskey, that is. And he learned how to do this, and he learned how to distill his own his whiskey. And it was known worldwide, 300,000 barrels a year. Wow. And the late 1800s is unheard of. He owned Stilled Spirits Permit Number 5, which Mount Vernon and George Washington owned number one. Um, so he was just well known. And Charles passes away, and Louisa, his wife, sort of takes over the operation. Well, Louisa is part of the suffrage movement that was also sort of popular at the time. So she had a dilemma on her hands. She had to kind of shut down the distillery to respect her, you know, her other fellow uh, ladies who were part of the suffrage movement, and she wanted to she wanted to politicize like her her ability to, to be, you know, her, that she's popular and she's well-known. Her name's known as a whiskey maker, so she kind of had to cover it up really quick to be in politics. Well, let's just say that brand went dormant for 80 years, and then on that day those boys saw that historical marker. They showed up over at the city hall after the butcher told them there's a little bit more history. The lady said, boys, we've been waiting on you guys for a long time. And if you've ever seen the movie Hook, you know where Peter Pan realizes who he is, and it's you know been so many years since he was Peter Pan, and then once he realizes who he is, you know everything comes back to him. Well, these boys stood there while this lady opened up this lockbox, and there sat two bottles 
of whiskey from 1923 staring at them in the face. The books, all the ingredients, all of the finances, every bit of the money spent and cost and, and amount of, of, of certain grain area that it took to make the Nelson's Green Bar whiskey was right in front of them. Well, they just felt inside their bones that day their purpose had hit them right in the face. And it's funny how it showed up after it was hidden, after it was completely buried, um, it smacked them. It just, it found them. And you talk about a hair-raising moment. And those boys opened the distillery back up. But, you know, it's whiskey. It's, it's obviously, it's not a necessity of things. But the fact that those boys stumbled upon, they had went to school. They had been going to school for uh, uh, microbiology and learning, you know, the, you know the, the certain ingredients that it takes to, to make uh, different types of solutions. And they had just went to school because they felt that that's what they should do. And then they were able to take their schooling and apply it directly wow. to distilling. But they didn't know why they wanted to do what they wanted to do. But then that day they found out, isn't that crazy? If isn't you don't have crazy? faith, then there you go. I mean, I mean, they were going to school <laughs> yeah. for, 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 for them to find that mile marker that day to find out yeah. that, hey, you know what? This is what we were born to do. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a great story. You know, Joshua, just listening to him for a few minutes, I'm starting to wonder if he's going to get out of the music business and start speaking because uh, he was pretty motivational and inspirational. Yeah. I, I think during the break, he, he was like, oh, man, I got to be a motivational speaker, not a singer right now. <laughs> you are you are just, just wonderful. And you said something about stress. And I know that, Joshua, me and you talked about it the other day, at least with me personally. And that is, you know, you do have the mindset to get out of bed in the morning and and determine that, you know what, you're going to be sad because of everything going on right now. Or you're going to change the way you feel by doing things, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. If if, Mm -hmm. if it's having a conversation at 630 in the morning with with your friend, having a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. to get things. Or maybe it's listening to music and dancing around the house like a fool. Maybe that's why I'm single, but, 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 but you know what I mean? It's like, you have to put yourself in the right mindset, but at times we're not always in the right mindset. Sure. And it reminds me of a, of a, of a story. I'll never forget this. Life had gotten the best of me one day and I'll never forget being in my truck and I was driving and, 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 you know, I don't know about you, Joshua or Rowdy. When, when I feel sad, I, I just like to drive. I just like to get in my Silverado and drive. And then, and then when I'm driving, I'm starting to feel better. Man, I like to sing. I can't sing. But when I start singing, man, I start dancing. And when I'm singing and dancing, I am unstoppable. I am nothing but a ball of energy, and I'm going to have some fun. And I forgot about everything this particular day. I'm just driving. I'm singing. I'm dancing. All of a sudden... You know what really ruins your day is when you get pulled over by the police, right? <laughs> and it's it's like I, I get pulled over, and I'm like, oh, man, what did I do? What did I do? And I was like, oh, shoot, my windows are tinted. I'm like, that's it. So I had you know, already had my license, registration. Well, Well, you guys can't see me, but it's like, you know, he was getting out, and he was walking up real slow. And he was a big old boy, and he was walking up real slow, real slow. And I'm like, I was laughing. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like, I'm not doing nothing wrong. I didn't do nothing. I promise you. And so we get, he gets up closer, closer and he knocks, you know, on the, on the window and I roll it down. And he goes, I said, yes, sir. And he just like peeks real quick. He's like, 
He goes, what's going on in here? I said, nothing, sir. He said, son, what is going on in here? I said, nothing, sir. He goes, son, I'm going to give you one more time to tell me the truth. What is going on inside this truck right now? I said, nothing, sir. And he and he, he kind of like takes his hands off his gun. He looks inside. He goes, what was going on in here? I said, sir, it was just me. I said, sir, have you ever had one of those days? That you left the house and your wife was screaming at you that the kids wanted lunch money and you just wanted to get inside that squad car because you were sick of what was going on at home. He goes, how'd you know what was going on in my life today? And, 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 I, and I said, sir, I was, I go, I was having one of those days and I go, what, what makes me feel good is I get in my truck and I just drive. And when I drive, I like to listen to music. When I'm listening to music, I think I can sing. When I think I can sing, I start dancing. Now I'm singing, dancing. And then I got pulled over by you. I said, now, if you don't mind me asking, sir, no disrespect, but what did you pull me over for? He goes, son, is that all you were doing in here is singing and dancing? I said, yes, sir. He says, I thought you were having an attack. <laughs> he goes, that's why I pulled you over. I said, so, I, I said, if you don't mind, I said, uh, I, I go, are you going to let me go? Or are you going to write me for singing and dancing? I go, because you already ruined my day. And he starts laughing. He goes, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a motivational speaker. And I, and I said, I, I tell you what, one of my new CDs just came out. And if you don't mind, I know you're not supposed to take anything from me. But how about if you let me go, I will open the door. I will put one of my CDs down here. I will let you take it. I will leave, and you'll have something to always remember me by. And he goes, okay. So I go, so I'm not getting a ticket. He goes, hi. He goes, how could I even write this? Mm -hmm. Like, you right? So he's laughing. And uh, so I leave, and I'm looking in, the, in my mirror, my rearview mirror. And I see him picking up the CD and dancing all the way back to his squad oh, wow. car. <laughs> So, so it's amazing. It, it, it's amazing to me when you are having a bad day. The things that make you feel good can also get you in trouble. Sure. But it also, oh, yeah. it changes, the. It, sometimes it changes somebody else's mood. Sure. Because that guy was feeling just like I was that day, not sure. even knowing it. Yeah. And I was so grateful because now it's been years and, and I'm still telling the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. So great. this is crazy, but we only got like three minutes left. Do you want to end it with a, something quick? Joshua, um, you know, I think, you know, uh, what you were talking about, those challenging days and, and, you know, Rowdy mentioned earlier, as I look back on my life and I, you know, we've told a lot of really good stories here today. But if I look back on my life, and I'm honest, it was those moments, whether it was, you know, being over 400 pounds or, you know, depression or how I met my wife or yeah. whatever. I mean, as I look back on my life, those moments where I was the most frustrated, that I was the most down on myself, those days like you're describing yeah. are the ones that changed my life. That's right. And so really the hard part, the hard part, uh, Rowdy said, you know, making that decision, you mentioned it as well, is making that decision during that day. But the thing is, is with us, as we've gotten older, as we start to look back and we can say, okay, back in this year, I did this and this, so I'll get yeah. through this. And so it, it's really about that perspective of looking back and saying, you know, cause those days are going to come, you That's win right. a lotto tomorrow. You're going to have some days like that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I am too, you, you know, a dream wife. You're going to have days where you're, you know, that's just life, <laughs> right. you know, but put it in all into perspective and realizing that those seasons, like that trip, that, that experience where you woke up that day, yeah. think of how many people have heard that story because you had a bad day. Right. Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So we can, we can spin that to help yeah. us uh, make our lives better. 
Rowdy, I, I can't thank you enough for taking time away from you going to buy yourself a brand new lawnmower that goes like over 100 miles per hour, spending time with us. Joshua, I can't thank you enough. I want to remind everybody that you can follow me at motivationalcowboy.com. There you can find a link with all of my social media. I also want to end it with this. And guys, what, what I took from you in this last 50 minutes, I want to wrap it up into one poem, and it's called For You. Live each day as if it were your last. Build on the future and not on the past. Reach for the stars, but don't fall down. Get back up with a smile and not a frown. Dream big. There's no room for small. And no matter what, walk proud and tall. Don't wait for things to go your way. Go out and get them forever to stay. Never give up and never let go. Strive to be the best. Then they'll know. They'll know that you've become the best that you can be. Believe in yourself. That's all you ever did need. This is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling all of you, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. Again, Riley Engelin, otherwise known as Rowdy, thank you so much for taking time to hang out with us. And Joshua Spears, thank you. Guys, you motivated me, you inspired me, and I know that everybody listening and watching right now is inspired and motivated, and you can't make this up. I'm not even having a cocktail right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so again guys I, I can't thank you enough for everything and hanging out with us I mean you guys are just you, you guys are two guys that motivate and inspire me personally and I can't thank you for hanging out with me today no problem so, pleasure to be here hey um, David do we got a couple more minutes or we have to wrap things up Okay, they're telling me to wrap things up. Well, again, I'm Johnny D., the Motivational Cowboy. If you've missed any of my shows, don't forget you can check them all out at nrmstreamcast.com. Search Motivational Cowboy, and there is a list of over 30 episodes. Until next time, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. Thanks for joining us.